Jamie Soto Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Remember, you can watch me record these live every Tuesday. Oh, my God. See, there I am. I'm on. I did not mute. I'm on the YouTube. See, that's proof. That's proof that she is live and forgets to press mute. But yes, you can watch me on my Patreon. If you go to the Patreon, um, it is The Tony Soto Show for five measly dollars a month. You can support the Patreon and even, uh, well, me. It's me. It goes to me. It goes to me. Support me. Uh, recession is real, everybody. Recession is real. Um, uh, hi, hi. It's so good to be back. Another week. Um, it's crazy because I'm getting a text message right now from uh, a local drag star, uh, Pickle, talking about Battle Babies and about my appearance on uh, da -da -da -da! Hot Goss. Oh, that's right. Sorry, guys. I'm just, here we are. Now I'm back. Yes, hot goss. I was on Race Chaser, everybody. I don't know. I hope that you took the time to listen to me promoting all the fabulous things that I have going on in the city of Los Angeles. I'm going to tell you guys, you know, first of all, I just want to say that um, I um, I love that I'm friendly with Alaska. Like we, uh, I really, really enjoy Alaska. And, um, you know, uh, so I'm branching out. I'm doing Battle Babies every Wednesday at Stash in West Hollywood at 10 p.m. Uh, please come out for it. But, you know, um, <clears throat> when, you're, when you're doing things, when you're promoting your own stuff or producing your own things and like you're trying to promote, like I'm, I'm a Midwestern boy who has uh, Latin roots. Um, and uh, I'll tell you, if there's one thing that uh, has been difficult my entire life is asking for things when you need help. And I'm a big proponent of people asking for things when they need help. I think it's important that if you have a support system that you should be able to go and ask uh if you need help uh because what could what's the worst that could happen um they're gonna say no to you right that's like the worst thing that could possibly happen um that said it is not a quality that i really have there's something about like it being like a charity aspect or there's also like a pride thing i'm sure where i'm like well how come they're not asking me to tell them about my stuff you know it's all ego it's all fucking uh um well it's just all ego it truly is and i was chatting with a good friend of mine and uh creator of go wig or go home jay fink uh who is responsible for uh almost i think every single one of the hats that i currently wear when i am in drag and uh, we're chatting and he's just like, you know, you're friendly with Alaska. Why don't you just text her and ask her if she can be on the show? Why can't you ask her if, she can, if you do the tip spot? Because that's what I did. And I was like, ah, oh, my God. You know, here's the thing. You don't want to be rejected. That's the big thing. You don't want to get rejected. 
Um, and you think you think about some of these game show drag queens and you're like, are they approachable? Like, I understand, like, in regards to Alaska, she judged, uh, learned the words. We've been at parties together. You know, we've, 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 we've chatted, you know, I know, I know her. I mean, we're not, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not her, uh, emergency contact or anything, but like every time I see her, uh, we always take time to speak. And so I was like, you know, well, Jay was like, you just need to do it. Just, just ask. It's okay to ask what you're doing is good. What you're doing is important and people want to support you. Uh, so I did, I texted Alaska and was like, Hey gal, um, I'm doing battle babies every Wednesday at stash at 10 PM. And our sponsor happens to be Sir Vodka, which is a vodka with all the game show girl, well, some of the game show girls having a different flavor. And she is the OG vodka, the original vodka, which, you know, I don't need a flavor. Just give me the vodka. And so I was like, have me on girl, like serve you, me, dream team. So um, <clears throat> she's like, let me reach out to the team. I'm gonna reach out to the team. And uh, I got noticed right away. And it it was just nice. First, I've been listening to Race Chaser for a while now. Um, I think it's a good podcast. I think I listen to it less now because I don't really watch the game show. And I don't need a recap of a show I don't really want to watch. But these bitches do good things, especially like with their tip spot section where they highlight people. But it's just so fun. I've been watching. I've been listening to the show forever. And it's funny because... Uh, the biggest thing for me, the biggest thing for me during that uh, recording time was I've always I if 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 this show was better produced, if the Tony Soto show was better produced, and by that I mean if there was someone else running the Tony Soto show, um, I would have sound effects. I would, because sometimes I think that my points are so darn good that I would like a ding, you know what I mean? Or if we were talking about something that I did not like, I would want an ew, you know what I mean? I I think it just adds to the mental picture. You know, that's why I like um, audible books that will have like a soundtrack in the background or sound effects or whatnot. That could just be because I'm, uh, listening to the entire Star Wars canon. But that's another story. That's another story that I'm not ready to share. Uh, thank you so much, Race Chaser Podcast. Thank you so much, Willem. And of course, Alaska for um, inviting me to come and talk about a show that I'm proud about. And listen, this is the thing too. I am very proud of Battle Babies. I think that um, that the oversaturation of the of the game show has really kind of taken a lot of attention away from up and comers that aren't necessarily like, I don't know if they're race bound. I don't know what their plans are, but I know that drag is uh, uh, an abusive mistress, you know, like there's a lot of things you go through. If you're going to be a drag queen. So I want to, I want to like highlight that and give them, give them a platform. Now I'm also experiencing that we are in the, people are starting to tighten their belts. They are pinching their pennies. Now um, I feel like, holiday season is approaching, you know, gas is high, food is fucking high, like things are high, we get it. So going out to bars is more of a luxury now than anything. So starting a show in October, which is the beginning of this, the holiday season, in the middle of like, still trying to bounce back from a pandemic, a country is still trying to figure itself out uh, with 
price gouging from oil companies and God, God only knows what else, else is wrong. Uh, it's getting a little tougher out there in the nightlife to bring entertainment. So I, I, I see that and I understand that and I know that. So I just want um, everyone to know that, that when I put on a show, I want it to be a show that uh, will be entertaining, but also will be fun to drink too, because I need you to drink. That's the thing. We need you to come to our gay spaces and support these gay spaces financially, as well as being entertained. So um, that's all I'll talk about regarding Battle Babies. Please come out to it uh, every Wednesday at Stash in West Hollywood at 10 p.m. Um, four drag artists lip sync battle for you. Come on, that's great. And me, you know, me. Tony Soto trying to stretch it into two hours worth of show. So, I mean, that's that alone, it should be entertaining enough to see how Tony can come. And Maxwell hates it that I talk about the fact that they want it to be a two hour show, but they do. I'm a 90 minute show gal, typically. And, and the thing is, is like, I find this as a challenge. I find it a challenge and an accepted challenge to get the show to two hours. Um, my thing is, is like, I'm never one of those drag queens who's like, who feels forced to make people drink. So um, just come for the show and, and, and drink the booze. Don't make me tell you to drink the booze. You know, you know, the arrangement. Come on, you all know the arrangement. You come and you buy two or three drinks. Um, and shout out to Silver Lake. Shout out to my Silver Lake, learn the words, bitch, uh, uh, fans that come out Um to West Hollywood too, because I know it's a difference. I know it's a difference. I know you're used to paying $6 for a beer and here it's eight. So I get it. And I'm appreciative of you. Thank you so much for coming out. Um, so let's talk about some things that are going on right now. Uh, let's talk about, so did you all see the the um, oil uh, protesters who um, spilt soup on a, on a very famous Van Gogh painting? And by spilled soup, I mean he, uh, they, uh, they, they flung Campbell's soup onto a painting that was covered by plexiglass. So everyone just needs to know that that the the painting is fine. And look, I don't know what these protesters' um, story is. I don't know what they're into. I don't know what they're going through. I know that it talks about fossil fuels. And I think that is very, very important. Um, I don't know if throwing soup on a protected painting in a museum, like who, who's that audience? Granted, it did get international attention. So well done. But you're getting international attention, I think, in my view, for all the wrong reasons. I mean, no one is talking about the fossil fuel aspect of your protest, Queens. This is just the truth. They're talking about the fact that you threw soup on a painting, like, and then super glued your hands to the wall. What is what is this super gluing our hand? Like, like that, that's not easily tuggable. I would tug your hand right off. I wouldn't get a solvent is all I'm saying. Now, look, I'm all for protest and I'm all for um, public displays to try to get um, visibility on your cause. I don't know that going to a museum is getting the audience that you need about the topic that you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, 
like instead of fucking soup, throw oil all over yourselves or whatever in front of oil companies, you know, like make it so that you've got to really deal with that fucking, um, you know, and then partner with Dawn. You know what I mean? And then partner with Dawn because they're going to wash it off of you as soon as it's over. We know it works on ducks. Why can't it work on you? I, I don't think you're reaching the audience that you want to reach by throwing soup on a Van Gogh. And also in this climate where we learn so much about mental illness, you're going to go and deface one of the most famously mentally ill painters in the world? That's not very woke. I don't know. The Los Angeles Health Department just tech just called me, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> Why would they even want to know what I'm up to? They're like, we hear you talking about soup. And Campbell's Soup? No, I don't know. I think that's the Heinz Company. I could be wrong. Maybe Campbell's is the company itself. But they could be shady. I don't know. Speaking of other cringe things, before we take a quick break, <clears throat> I have talked about... Uh, known murderer Kyle Rittenhouse a few times on this show, I'm sure. I know the last time was because he had found love and was starting to do the TikToks uh, with that said girlfriend. I don't know the status of their relationship as of now. I can't imagine that it's still going on. I Listen, everything I'm going to say in this little area is completely directed to Kyle Rittenhouse specifically. So please do not get offended by my words. But this fat loser piece of shit is just so annoying. He does not look fully cooked. He looks like he looks like he was spat out early or if he was held to term, the mama's system was slow and did not did not cook him properly. He is messy and... <clears throat> Um, and, and I'm basing all of this on the fact that he is a murderer and that he uh, chooses not to learn the words when he does those TikTok videos. Now, he is coming out with his own YouTube channel. Here's what I've noticed about the Kyle Rittenhouse. I feel like Kyle Rittenhouse has a team. And I feel like Kyle Rittenhouse's team has worked um, some to make him not seem like such a loser that was from Indiana or wherever the fuck he's, he was educated. Midwestern education, that boy is dumb, guaranteed. Um, but what they haven't quite mastered is eye contact with him. Now, I know there's someone on his team that's like, we're going to start a YouTube channel. And listen, we're going to start a YouTube channel. You got to start looking at the little green dot or the little red dot, whatever it is on the camera, and realize that that is your audience and that is who you're talking to. She doesn't quite get it. She, I, I only watched the, I don't think that they posted any videos as of yet, um, but I watched it and that poor bitch, that poor bitch had such a time. Like she did not know where her eyes were going. She did not know where to look. Luckily she had a guest, which was some overly brawny masculine man um, who is apparently getting uh, Miss Kyle up and running on her little gun channel. Now it is a gun channel. So this bitch is like fucking doubling down on the fact that she's a little fat gun nut. Um, and, uh, well, I guess before I go to break, I just want to say, fuck Kyle Rittenhouse, that murdering piece of shit loser. Yeah, I guess that's it. That's all I want to sum up. And I don't want anyone to ever forget that he's a murderer. You know, he doesn't want to be called a murderer. It's like, well, what do you do when you murder someone? Like, I've never taken a life. If someone called me a murderer right now, I'd be like, I'm sorry, that's not true. I've never taken a life. Kyle Rittenhouse, on the other hand, he took two. All right, let's take a quick break. 
when we come back, we have more show. Tony Soto Show. All right. I am back with the show. Um, and today I want to talk about something that I saw that was trending today. It was hashtag woman face. Now, I don't know if we follow the news. Uh, God knows I don't, uh, unless it's some inane thing that Ted Cruz or Marjorie Taylor Greene has said. Uh, too many of you all follow them on the Twitter BT dubs because they follow, they, they show up on my page all the time and it shows me who follows them. And I'm like, really? You're the reason I'm seeing this? Um, but thank you for the conservative lead, all of you liberals that follow these assholes. I think we're all on the same page. Um, anyway, woman face was trending today. And when I clicked it, I was like, oh, I'm interested in this because, you know, there's a lot of talk right now, especially, you know, with the, the, the rise in visibility of transgender people that, uh, and there's a movement that are TERFs, which are basically like, Listen, unless you were born biologically a woman, you're not a woman, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's been this real push to, to bring transgender people into the gender group that they want to be in. But there's been some pushback because women are feeling like they are, biological women are feeling like they are being pushed out and being made fun of at the same time. Now, I would like to preface this by saying that if you are a transgender person and you tell me that you are a transgender person and you tell me the pronouns that you want me to use, then I'm going to do that because I'm respectful to other people and it is my wish to make sure that everybody is living the happiest life they can and I don't want to derail that. That said, you know, humans get things wrong. So when things are get done wrong, I also ask for the same empathy uh, from the person who feels slighted if my intentions were not malice. Um, that said, I also understand and accept and embrace biology. I do know that as an ally to transgender people, that at some point, an F to M is going to have to go and get his ovaries looked at. Or at some point, uh, M to F is gonna have to go and get her prostate looked at. And I think that that is Okay. Now, Ulta Cosmetics is in some hot water right now because of this show. I think it's a show that's turned into ads. I feel like they it's for extra content. Uh, it's, the, it's a show that is called The Beauty Of, hosted by a person named David Lopez. But, and by all, by all the research that I did, which was click their uh, Twitter, they don't have any pronouns specified, so I'm assuming that he is a he. That is what I'm assuming. But it is his mission to de-gender makeup. And here's what I have to say. Makeup has always been queer. 
you know what I mean? Like there has always like makeup has come from the theater and men and used to wear wigs and makeup like heterosexual cisgender men back in the fucking poetic times used to wear big old puffy white wigs and a bunch of makeup granted that was to fucking hide uh after effects from stis and whatnot but we do what we do you know everyone needs a little concealer when they're having an adult acne day yeah but what i'm saying is makeup is to me genderless in general now On this ad show, whatever it is, by Daniel Lopez, Beauty, the Beauty of, they have this transgender comedian who, by all of my research, which just was clicking on their uh, TikTok page, um, they still go by Dylan Mulvaney, which is, uh, and, and so she is a trans comedian. And she uh, was on this program commercial and her humor is based very, very, very much in misogyny and a male's interpretation of a lady's existence. Uh, at one at one point, and I think the thing that got the most is, you know, she, uh, she was like gesturing towards her tits and talking about like uh, uh, fucking in Hollywood. Like, I'm ready for you, Hollywood, and like being oversexual. Now, granted, I do know that I am. I'm saying that if I was still young, I would suck my dick. I would suck my. I would suck dicks to the top. Is what I would do. I have said this, um, but I'm a man a gay man and we're known for being dick suckers now i don't know dylan's sexual preference i know that she's trans and i know that her thing is that she's doing like a daily thing as being a woman like here i am being a woman this is day three of being a woman day four of being a girl or whatever and her her mission statement from what i gather is that she wants to relive every little girl moment that she never got to experience when she was living a male life. First, I just need to know if Dylan grew up with sisters. You know what I mean? I just need to know, like, like I would hate to think that she was an only child or just grew up in a house full of boys because here's the thing, I've watched her comedy and the thing that we need to look, trans women are women, trans men are men. Um, but what we what we what we fail to realize here is that experience does matter. If you spend your life now, granted, I'm not taking away from the struggle that you all had. I remember I'm a gay guy who was closeted briefly. Um, I didn't want that struggle. I wanted to be gay. Um, like. I'm not taking away from your struggle on who you truly wanted to be, but make no mistake that you lived a portion of your life as the gender that you were assigned, which comes privilege. It just does. And regardless of how you feel you truly are, um, 
it would be unfair for you to say that you don't pick up stereotypical things about women as you're living that life of a man. And those things might be cute to you because you're like, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could be a little squealy girl. By the way, I think you're in your 30s. I don't know. Um, but like, but you have to also understand that when a woman who has experienced those things their whole lives see you do it in a campy way, I, 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 I don't, it's very, I don't want to sound like I'm being unsupportive of your transition because I'm not, but what you are, in, you are a very big character, miss. And I can see how it could come off as parody. Now I'm a drag queen. I understand that there are women who do not, who think that what I do is, uh, is woman face. What I'm doing is, uh, is, parody and making fun. I need you to know that outside of better posture, I don't really act much different as I do in drag and out of drag. She might be a little more grand and points a little longer, but there's not much difference. I'm also, uh, let me preface this with um, an addendum. Well, I'll say I don't, I'm not one of those drag queens who does or likes to do, oh, my pussy, oh, my tits. Ugh. You know, I don't, um, now, granted, tits might be a little different. I definitely adjust, adjust my boobs. They're, they're, they're hard boobs, so they're not very inviting because I don't want a lot of hugs. Um, uh, but, like, they get in the way. So sometimes, or they sag, or they go crooked. So sometimes you have to adjust your tits. It's just an, it's just a thing. But I like to keep it to adjustment, and that is it. Um, uh, but I'm never one of those queens that's like, oh, my pussy, my pussy, because I don't have a pussy. You know what I mean? I don't. And that's not my experience. And that's not why I do drag. I don't do drag so I can get away with things. Because if I did, then I would, I mean, well, I mean, and the thing is, is like, I've said things in the past where I can relate to them. Where like, I don't want a man's hand to go up my dress when I'm in drag. And it does a lot. Men's hands go up my dress a lot. I don't know if I got off, but back on this thing with Ulta, it's just, it's like, it's like, I understand what they're doing with the program. I know uh, wh whatever uh, David Lopez is doing with the program, I think that it is absolutely important that transgender women, especially transgender women who, who um, uh, it's harder for them to pass. I think it's important for them to know the importance of makeup and what they can do uh, to live comfortably. But come at it from that approach. Don't come at it from a brand new transgender person who is... Uh, cute and can buy everything off the rack and you know like 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 it, it 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 gave misogyny it does it gives misogyny you know I just actually watched this thing um uh on uh TikTok where it was um uh some interviewer some male interviewer talking to trans men and they're like uh what has been your biggest obstacle transitioning from a woman to a man and they're just like you know actually not a lot people respect me more they listen to my opinion like like it like like it's pretty fucking good because you know there's not a lot of parodies of of men and butchness is easy um but 
womanhood and femaleness is different. So I do understand how there are certain ways where cisgender women can find offense. Now, this all said, I don't think that, they, that Dylan was the right person for this little thing for Ulta. I think if we're going to show the importance of uh, makeup, I don't want to hear from a 30-something trans girl all bubbly talking about how she can be a mom someday. Um, and also, I think, like, I hope that now I don't know this, the beauty of, but I'm hoping there's another episode with, an, with a fucking cisgender woman on it that talking about the same thing. It's like, it's like when it comes to makeup, we can all have it because we've all had it for centuries. But when it comes to stories and lived experiences, I think that transsexual women and transsexual men should approach their new gender with some reverence and respect so they can figure it out so they're not being a part of the problem. And I kind of just feel like this Dylan Mulvaney is stirring up part of the problem. That said, completely support their transition. I just think like, if you're trying to relive everything from your past that you didn't get to experience as a 30 year old, that comes off parody. -y. Like one of the videos I saw was like, I'm having my first sleepover. It's like, you didn't have any, any of your guy friends sleep over when you were growing up. Like, I mean, granted, less pillow talk or whatever, or less pillow fights or whatever, but, you know, I don't know where I'm going with that point. I don't know. I, I, can, I can see where cisgender biologically born women could have been upset about this if it was like um, because of the parody. But because a transgender woman is on a makeup show talking about how she loves makeup, I mean, like, calm down on that. But the message was weird, and it did come off like a misogynist. Um, I don't know. Just my thought. I could be wrong. Let me know. Do you agree with me? Do you not agree with me? Go to the TonySodoShow.com and uh, let me know. Um, Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we have come to the end of the show, everybody. Listen, remember, if you like the Tony Soto Show, please tell your friends about it. That'd be great. Tell your friends um, and then go to the iTunes page, subscribe to it, rate the show, leave a comment. It surely does help. Um, I'll remember every Wednesday at Stash West Hollywood, 10 p.m., come out for Battle Babies, four brand new performers every week. Uh, for your entertainment. Um, I do the Gay Power Half Hour. Don't forget about that with Casey. And uh, I'm the Tony Sutter Show on everything. That's Instagram, Twitter, and uh, TikTok. Oh my God, I talk about it all the time and I forgot it. That's because I'm old. I'll be back again next week with more of me. Bye.